Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Welcome back. We are back from the dead for another fun episode of the Swinging Flamingos podcast. And surprise, we're still alive. Contrary to popular belief and rumors that may be swirling about our early demise, we are still here. Yep, and we are here ready for episode 34. Like I say, I'm both surprised and bothered that some people are losing their shit that we haven't been around for a month. Yep, well, where have we been? Why did we miss a month? We've had a lot of real life going on, so I just gotta say, we've been living our best life. And while our podcast is important to us, it's not always the most important thing we have going on. What it comes down to is we have said in the beginning, we're going to have a good life balance. We know several podcasts that put out weekly stuff, but like we've said, we do it monthly. And unfortunately, life came up and we had to skip a month out from putting one out there. We want to only do shows that help us through our journey And get your thoughts rolling on our topics. So we do apologize that we missed a month. That is one of my main complaints sometimes on various podcasts I listen to, whether it be lifting or I listen to wrestling podcasts. I listen to comic book podcasts. Crime shows. Crime shows. Some of these podcasts put content out, I think sometimes just to hear themselves talk. I know some of them have sponsors and have obligations, but that's not us anymore. So this episode is basically brought to you by us. Yep, we do not get paid for this in any way. Which we had our sponsorship for a while, and it was fun, and it helped us grow, and got our name out there more than anything that we were looking for, but we don't have to make anybody happy. And I'm thinking the topic in this episode, we may step on some toes and maybe even burn a few bridges. Yep, exactly. Kind of building off of that, one thing I was told early when we started this, and I asked how often we should record, and I was told basically when you have good content. It may be debatable from the listener side whether or not this is good content or something they care of listening a whole hour to, but we want to put out something we're proud of. We could sit here and talk about our dinners at Denny's or something random like that, but if we include a story, we're not really looking to fill time. We're wanting to kind of give you a glimpse into what we do, you know, both lifestyle as well as our personal lives. Well, and sometimes we have too many stories and we dismiss some of them because you can't put everything we have going on in in one podcast. It's actually, there's too much that's the way I feel about this one. We have a bunch going on when we started sitting back and looking what we've been up to since the last episode. That's a good place. Let's jump in. Let's talk about some of the stuff that we've had going on over the last month. We brought up in one of our last episodes a little poly experience that we've been venturing out into with a thruplet or triplet or... Thruple. I think they're called We'll have to look thruples. that up because we keep fucking it up. Yeah, I think they're called thruples. So do you want to get into how that played out? Well, I think that you should probably explain the outcome of that and kind of refresh everyone's memory on what happened and our journey through that little thruple experience. Well, I'm not sure it was the last episode or the episode before last, but we've got a local couple that is a husband with two wives that we've been seeing on a couple low-key dates. And you have been interested in both wives. And you've been interested in the husband. Yeah. Ultimately, when it came down to it, we got to the point of negotiating play. And she, me and one of the wives were having to talk about how it was going down. 
and they all play separately. And when we first met them and we first started kind of getting to know them, they did play. The husband played with one of the wives. And so we were like, oh, that'll be a fit. But then we had struggle with which wife would we leave out or, you know what I mean? Like it That was, was one of your of, early questions is, which, yeah. how are you wanting to do this? One or both of them? or Would we play with the husband? Yeah. Like, what, what was would, the dynamic going to be? Twice? Would we have to play with, you know, the husband and wife A and then turn around the next weekend and play with the husband and wife B, which would have been an option. But through the years of knowing them, they now play separately, all of them. So that doesn't fit into our dynamic we look for at this moment. So she ran that by me of how it would work out with her playing with me or her playing with me and you. Because the one one of them that I'm clicking with a little better is bisexual. So playing by myself wasn't, I'm going to say wasn't really an option. You ended up giving me the option of saying, hey, if you want to go play with her, arrange something. Yeah, because I'm comfortable enough with her. Which is nice. But ultimately, as I've said in the past, the single experiences that I've had, they've been enjoyable, but it's not what we started this for. I guess we could venture off into that, but I I like our dynamic of playing with couples or I like you and I being involved in the same experience rather than being separate. Yeah. You let me venture into that world last summer and again, I had some good experiences, but it wasn't what we started doing and still doesn't feel like ultimately the direction we want to point. We're still good friends with them. We still do a lot of stuff with them, go on dates, but Play-wise, the timing's just not there at the moment. We're just not matching up at the moment. And that happens. Yeah. That was a hard one to pass on, though. (laughs) We never say no. You never know. It'll come back around. Well, even after putting a kibosh on that, we did go out on a group date night with them and a bunch of their friends and went to the movies. And I wanted to bring this one up because I thought this was, at first I was like, oh, movies with a bunch of lifestyle people. I don't know about this. But it actually was really fun to go with a big group. We got to know the different dynamics, the different um, interactions of spouses. And I actually really enjoyed it more than I thought that I would. Lifestylers can do vanilla stuff too and still function. Yeah. I, I think most of them can. I was worried, you know, one thought was, oh, am I going to have to go sit down there by this husband? And, you know, is it going to be a makeout section? You know, like it was just kind of, it wasn't. It was fun. It was adult fun. Luckily, we have gotten past our dry spell that we dealt with on the cruise ship. That week on the cruise ship almost had me ready to quit the lifestyle. You just were in your head, I think, but because I kept saying, we definitely don't have a dry spell. It was just the cruise. It's not the right people and it's not the right time. Yep, exactly. Because I definitely think we've made up for it in the last couple months for sure. Let's talk about getting over the dry spell. And we got over it in a big way right off the bat. As many of our listeners know, we have a non-girlfriend girlfriend. And it was her birthday during this time that broke our dry spell. Let me put it that way. <laughs> there was nothing dry about this spell. <laughs> Not with you two in the same room. I was under a spell. <laughs> so let me ask you, how many licks does it take to get the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? Hmm. I don't know because I don't lick. Yeah, bullshit. You can lie to your <laughs> friends, don't lie to me. <laughs> And that someone said that I heard lately, uh, someone said, uh, you're straight as a noodle until it's wet. Yeah. There we go. With you, you're straight until you're not. We're finding out. No, I don't like labels. And here's a perfect example. I'm Kimmy sexual, like we like to say. You do what you want when you want. You don't have to justify it. Yep. And for birthdays, I pull out all the stops. Well, this one we went big for her. She's taking care of us on both of our birthdays to the extreme. This one was her birthday. 
So she came down to party and spend the weekend with us. And we promised her an erotic massage. And I think we delivered. Like I said, we roll in big. So we left the club that we'll talk about our experience here shortly with. But uh, we got back to the hotel that night. And while we all took turns rinsing off from being sticky from the club, you and I set up the massage table we brought for her and treated her to a nice long massage. You were on one side. I was on the other. We oiled up. She was in a zone, I have to say. Touching us while we were rubbing her down. Well, she got quite a long massage out of it, too, I have to say. We were at it for some time. At one point, you were kind of looking and saying, is she enjoying it? And I kind of reached between her legs while she was face down. And she was getting pretty squishy from getting so wet. And she was rubbing you. And I heard you start getting squishy whenever you heard that. And I was at the point where I'm like, okay, it usually takes me a while to climax. But I'm about to come just from the hotness going on here. (laughs) Yeah, we had to kind of stop the, the oily massage there for a little bit because it was getting a little too intense. A little hot and heavy. When she came out of the shower and we said, all right, get ready for your massage, she said, you want me face down or face up? And you said, oh, you should probably start face down because we'll be a little <laughs> bit more serious about the massage in there. She said, you said, as soon as you go face up, uh, the tempo is going to change. Yep. And it did. Definitely did. So we didn't rub on the top side very long, did we? I don't think so because we hurried and switched over to the bed real quick. Now, one thing that I thought was real funny, I'm going to take a sidebar here is that she had came down with a lot of her friends and people knocked on the door literally for four hours. I swear people were knocking on the door and I was like, dude, we're not answering. Go away. (laughs) It was constant. You would go over and say, oh, so-and-so's at the door and you could see the shadow under the door and you're like, it's 10 minutes later. They're still standing there. (laughs) I'm sure they knew we were there. Oh yeah. But I don't know if they're expecting to join in or... I think they were wanting to join in because I have a feeling they could probably hear what was happening in there. We will cover that here in a minute. That's still coming up. After we got done rubbing her, I think she went and rinsed off because we were then getting in the bed. We all had massage oil on us. And I think you went first and then she went and then I did. Now, as soon as I came out of the shower, she already had you spread eagled on the bed going down on you. Like, well, that didn't waste any time. Nope. From here on out, I'm going to let you tell this story, and I'm just going to jump in in parts. Well, you're blushing, so I'm going to hear your (laughs) side of it. I'm not sure how long she went down on you. It seemed like a bit. We're like, okay, it's your turn now. You made the point that, hey, it's your birthday. We're going to pleasure you. So I made sure that she was able to spread out, and I, you know, as straight as I am, I just held everything open for you to go down on. Yeah, you and her were basically in a 69 position with you on top Mm -hmm. and her on the bottom. And I was giving her head and she was giving you head. And I think we were kind of having a rhythm going as she was fingering you and I was going down on her. We had a little bit of a rocking moment going. And all at once you grabbed me by the head and basically shoved it into her thigh. And I'm like, what the fuck? I I wasn't sure if you're having an orgasm or what. And you were like, all right, I'm going face first in there. I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't say it. I just did it. Yeah. Now you have these big, long. They're one inch nails. Crazy ass nails. Yeah. Real nails. And you're kind of struggling getting everything spread open from the top side. And you're like, here, open this up for me. <laughs> so I was spreading her pussy while you were licking on her. <laughs> now I got to say, this was kind of odd. You and I talked about it later that in our time together, this is, you've made out with plenty of girls and fingered a few and this and that over the years. But I have to say, this is one of the first, I, this is the first time I've seen you go down on a girl. Yep. From my side, I was, wasn't sure what to do. You were taken back. You were like, uh, do I stop? Do it didn't, I go? It didn't you, surprise me that much. Your face was a little bit shocked. Like, uh, what do I do? I'm going to say it didn't surprise me that much, but also I didn't want to be there. I knew it was a different experience for you to, you know, with the three of us. So I didn't want to be up there in your face the whole time. And I damn sure didn't want to be trying to coach you on it. 
So I was just like, well, I will let her do her thing, right or wrong, good or bad. And I went back to the other end where you were sitting on her face. And I kind of jumped in and started licking on you a little bit. And she kind of looked up and she's like, oh, shit, that's not you down there. <laughs> she's like, oh, damn. Then it just got more intense from there. You later, when we got out to the car, you said, well, I must have done a good job if she didn't realize it wasn't you doing it. And I'm like, hey, now, just because you can drive over 60 <laughs> miles per hour doesn't mean you're ready for the NASCAR track. Now, it doesn't mean I don't know how to do it. I just don't ever do it. I just choose to do it when I want to do it. And apparently I do a good job when I do it. You're saying you don't know how to do it. We'll have to have that talk later. <laughs> Are you trying to say I didn't do a good job and didn't know what I was doing? No, but... Mm-hmm. You better stop right now because you're fixing to bury yourself. Why? Because the way you're sounding. Okay. Thought then I'll shut the fuck up. Sounds like I need to go dig a hole in the backyard. Nope, nope. I was just going to say I wouldn't know how to suck a dick. So, I mean, I would, be the, I would be the last one to give advice on that. So, that's what I'm saying. Okay, you knew what you're doing. All right, well, good for you. <laughs> it's not my first one I've licked. We can talk about that here in a few minutes, too, maybe. Yep. So, what else did we do? Well, from there, you pulled out a toy. Someone had brought her a vibrator for her birthday. Yep. And you're like, oh, I need this toy. I was like, we're going to try it out. At that point, she was on her back with her legs spread, and you were basically rubbing your pussy against her and the vibrator. You are basically grinding against her, and I'd started fucking you from behind then. Yep. That's when it started getting really fucking noisy. You are usually quiet. You're just flat-ass quiet. Yeah, yes. You said that before, that you I grew giggle. up. But you were moaning pretty loud, and she was moaning very loud. The vibrator was loud. And I was thinking, I'm going to keep quiet because if these hookers get kicked out, I'm going to stay in the room. I'm not sleeping <laughs> in the fucking car. Those were girl voices, not mine. No, y'all were being loud enough that I was worried about the neighbors, which we found out was one of her friends. But I was worried about everybody else on that hallway calling the front desk. You two were fucking loud. <laughs> there was a party going on and they did get in trouble. I'm thinking it's probably us that they yeah. were calling on. Yeah. I just remember thinking, my God, these two are going to get us called in down front because they are being loud. Especially you. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. What can I say? I'd say you two both finished with uh, very loud orgasms at the same time. Yes. And we're kind of wore out because we'd been going at it for a couple hours. Plus, you know, we'd started late because we were at the club half the night. It was probably four in the morning by the time we were finished. <laughs> so now here's where the pissy part comes in. For Mr. Lee to get to come, she made him go down to the parking lot and jerk off. <laughs> well, it wasn't quite that bad, but it was pretty close. I was like, oh, sorry, yeah, we got off. Yeah, You're going to yeah. have to owe her one. So, like I say, I was like, <laughs> Miss KB was like, I want to see you get off tonight. And first thing you did was go in the bathroom and get a towel and put it over me and y'all start jerking me off. And she's like, why are you, why is he under a towel? And you're like, you've seen the loads he, the few loads that uh, he's pumped out. She's like, we don't need this all over the bed. <laughs> but I joked that you made me go outside and do it because you wouldn't let me in the room. Yep. But we did have a king-size bed, and if any of us doused the bed, we'd been fucked that night. Well, and I knew what you had just seen. You were pretty pumped <laughs> up and excited about it, so I knew your load wasn't going to be like a... <laughs> I was loaded for bear, in other words. <laughs> yes. So how was it going down on a girl after all these years? I haven't even asked you that yet. Odd? Unique? Good? Bad? You didn't seem too phased by it, but... No, it didn't phase me. If I said it probably never freaked you out. I mean, girl-on-girl -girl activity has never bothered you, and that's what no. some... When you say you're not bi, it freaks... You know, it freaks you're like, I, I can I can make out with a girl. There's no yeah. there's no big uh, phobia well, there. And, and I would say the going down on a girl, that was just... I was in the moment, and I wanted to do it, where with her and I and the vibrator in the middle of us, that was second nature. That was nothing to me. Like I said, I'm chemisexual. That's all I can say. Well, she and I were actually talking recently, and she didn't realize that I was actually fucking you. She thought we were just kind of grinding. I'm like, yeah, yeah I've 
but my deal is I was having trouble kind of ride the wave between you two going at it. I was trying to have in doggy style with uh, two of y'all p- piled up together. It's hard to keep a pace and angle as it is. This is kind of off subject on the note. That pace right there, that's one reason that a lot of people want to do a strap on or want me to put a strap on. And that's the reason I won't is because I'm afraid like my motion, like when I get excited, I get all, ah. I think that I just, I'm, that's the reason I'm scared about a, uh, putting a strap on, like me putting one on. You're scared you'll fuck a hole in somebody? Yeah, because I get all like, ha ha ha, like I get all crazy and. You got some crazy bitches though. That might be fun. Yeah. There might be some that are down for that. It'd be like a rodeo arena, like who can hold on? That's why we'll never entertain taking a strap on from you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck no. It's like, Have you yeah. seen that bitch dance? Yeah. Can you imagine? I know how she moves on a dick. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to know how she moves with a dick. That is one thing that when we're with like when I'm with another guy, I try to like calmly move my hips because I know sometimes if I get into it, they'll be like, What the fuck's happening? Let the crazy go, girl. Let it go. <laughs> Work that shit. Anyways, we're getting off track. Way off track. Yep. Well, let's talk about the next morning. It was kind of weird the next morning, but it, it wasn't. Was kind of, it was kind of early. I don't know if it was awkward because it wasn't. It was just one of those weird situations. Her entourage basically all passed through the room at some point while the yeah. three of us were still in bed. Naked. We're still asleep because, you know, they're all getting up at 6 a.m. And I guess if you were new to swinging, that would seem totally awkward. I, I'm sure 10, 15 years ago. That would have freaked us out. But yeah. we're just like, okay, this is what we do. And, you know, we had just woke up from a fucking. We're all still naked under the covers. And people are just standing around talking to us. I know. In they're the all bed. coming in and, all right, we're leaving. All right. See ya. Kiss, hug, bye. <laughs> I got a good laugh when I was loading the massage table up and heading through the hotel. One of her friends was in the room or was in the elevator with me. And she said, Y'all really did bring a fucking massage table. I said, Yeah, we were serious about this. And she looked at her date and she's like, I'm pissed I don't get this kind of treatment. <laughs> She's like, said, hey, step it up. We tried to treat our girl good. She's treated us good, so we want to return the favor. Hey, and anytime I can get a massage, I'm down. There you go, literally. guys or girls. <laughs> the way to her heart is through her back. That's right. That's weird. <laughs> Backside. There you go. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> so on to something equally as sexy. We recently had our, how many year anniversary? I said 18. 18. I think it's 18. I'm not going to disagree with you. I got a smart guy will never disagree. Uh, It's a bunch. It's 15 plus. We'll just say that because we don't know. Neither one of us know. That's the bad thing. Math's not our strong points. No. After you've been together over 10, it just, it is what it is. (laughs) We had our anniversary though. It kind of snuck up on us with everything going on as far as cruises and birthdays. And we're like, oh, our anniversary's this week. And we each kind of surprised each other with a little adventure. You ended up taking me to the local spa that you and... Miss KB go to all the time, yep. which I've never really been super crazy. I've been invited, but I've never been super crazy about going. So I actually did have a real good time. Now, this spa is not like pedicure spa. Like this is saunas, pools. Three floors. There's restaurants, a sushi restaurant, yes. uh, some other pretty nice dining. Your yes. spa rooms, which I don't take heat super well. We found some of them that were 150 degrees that my fat ass was melting in. 198 was that one. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But no, we had a good time, and I was surprised you really enjoyed it. We'll definitely go back. We actually did find out that you can stay on site, that they have uh, hotel suites there that you could rent. So I think we're going to try that out, that out in the near future. Yep. I'd actually seen one of the people on one of our lifestyle pages that were planning a trip there as a group. 
unfortunately, we're booked that weekend. We're going to have to have another weekend so we can all go. But you surprised me with taking me to eat at my favorite place, the Melting Pot. I'm always amazed that you look at the food that they bring you and you're like, oh, it's not very much, but you leave so full. You had, what, three lobster tails plus shrimp, (laughs) beef, chicken. And dessert. We picked out pretty good. Yes. So maybe we'll make it to another year and I'll get to take you next year. Hopefully so. If you behave. Maybe we should have like six-month anniversaries. We're not sure we're going to make it a full year, so we'll count uh, <laughs> six months as a blessing. That's right. We live pretty fast. That might actually be a, an idea. Yep. Then we really couldn't keep up with the numbers. <laughs> this is our 32nd <laughs> six-month anniversary. <laughs> what the fuck? That's like baby years. How old's your kid? 48 months. I got to do the fucking math in my head. <laughs> he's four years old, bitch. Say he's a four-year-old. <laughs> All right, let's switch it up. Let's talk about some lifestyle clubs we went to. Damn, we're still doing the clubs? Yep, surprising. We went to DFW Eden. I had fun. Music is always on point and crowded. Went down with the Oklahoma City Eden group had come down. We were uppity. We had the VIP section. Woo-woo. Which doesn't count for much. You're in a little (laughs) corner with some curtains. I didn't hardly get out of the curtain area much unless I saw somebody we knew from our past and made a way it was packed that night so I wasn't really in the mood of peopling other than the people that were there from Oklahoma City which I was wanting to catch back up with anyway well we had a a lot of people in our group too and it was funny because when I'm with my Oklahoma City friends I feel at home I feel comfortable and let me put it this way I'm usually pretty naked around them So when we went there, I went with the intention of basically not wearing anything. And I had on some thigh high, big black boots and uh, G-string. And I think that was it. That was pretty much it. And the DFW people were just, they couldn't believe it. They're used to the more reserved version of you. Yes. And one of the people made the comment to one of our friends that he had never even seen my bare breast. And she couldn't believe that because he's been around us for six, seven years. Well, you did kind of pull out the bitch card a little bit. We got some former friends that still not on real good terms with. Now, when you were naked, he was sitting up there by you because he'd never really seen the view. And you actually commented to someone, you're like, hey, you've never seen me naked, have you? And he kind of scooted in closer and was like, no, I haven't. And went to say something. And his wife that we're still not on real good terms with, she literally came busting through the crowd, grabbed him by the (laughs) ear and yanked him the fuck out of there. She looked like a parent coming to get her kid. (laughs) I was was like, you did that on purpose. You said, yeah, maybe a little bit. It was funny. It was well worth it, though. So let's talk another DFW club we went to. We got to hang out with our eye candy group that came in from Florida. Now, we did bring that up in the last episode that we were getting ready for this party. And once again, it did not disappoint. Some of the eye candy parties lately have taken a little bit of a downturn. But I guess with everybody getting loose for summer, this one was a big one. Yeah. But the theme was fetish night. Oh, we went big for this one. We, the awesome part is we pretty much had the outfits <laughs> in-house in already. We didn't have to go shopping or find anything new for it. I don't think we bought anything. What did you have on for that one? I think you had on latex thigh-high boots that you'd yep. found. $20 at the stripper store. Yep, my thigh-high boots that I've been wearing a lot lately. I had corset. And then you have that shoulder piece that's got the spikes on it. I have my so jacket. You were looking all Mad Max, gothish, yep. fetish. Yep. Now I had... Trying to think, I had my corset. Yep. I paid so much for that motherfucker to have it fitted that I'm going to wear it every chance I get. And I actually like it. Kind of brings in my fat waist. So that's nice. I know. That's what I tell people. I'm like, you don't understand. Yeah. These corsets suck you in. Yep. Well, and you started off 
Yeah. With I, fetish I found, bottoms. I found these badass bottoms that are like chain link. Strappy on the straps, sides. But it fit weird. It kind of fit like a diaper. My nuts kept falling out. So I'm like, this is not an attractive <laughs> look. My nuts out of the club is not the most uh, flattering thing I can. That's not leading with my best foot forward. <laughs> well, it's because of the way that they were loose. You couldn't yeah, tighten them. It was, it was leather, so it just kind of yeah. hung there. and It kind of looked funny. But I think I'll sew those up and fix them where you can wear them next time. So my balls don't fall out. Yep. That'll be a plus. I think everybody else would thank you for that as well. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. Hey, baby, how you doing? Would you put your nuts in while we're talking? Oh, my goodness. But now that weekend, we went on a date. We're talking about our theory of inviting and isolating. We got back to that with a couple. And I have to say, this was kind of a uh, bucket list couple we've been after for a while. Yep. So they were coming in for the event, and we hit them up. We'd been out with them before. and We've isolated them before. We've isolated them before and had a good time. We just couldn't tell if they were just being polite to us. So we knew they were in demand and we invited them out. They accepted. So we're kind of like, okay, that's a step up. Ended up taking them down to the gay hood. And we had to have the discussion like, which we always ask before we take dates down there. Are you comfortable with this area? Because you're going to see a lot. There's no telling. And they were like, yes. When she, she, we was, got... she was down, but he had never been to that type of scene before. Yes. So when we got down there. <laughs> wow. That's all I can say. We did not realize that it was the bear convention. Bear fest. Bear fest going on. We were going to go see the drag show. Yes. So we get in line and they said, oh, do you have tickets? And we're like, for the drag show? And they're like, no, for bear fest. And we're like, what in the fuck is bear fest? It was a little bit pricey. It was what, $45 a person? Yeah. And but it had, was definitely worth it, I have to say. Yeah. It was a good time. Out of our element, but holy shit, that's, we live for off the wall shit. And that was definitely an experience. So do you want to set the premise for this part, for the group that was there? So those of you that do not know what a bear is, a bear is a bigger, hairier male, I guess would be the best way to explain it. Yeah. If there's BBWs, big, beautiful women, and there's big, beautiful men. And in this scenario, the bear part is hairy. Yes. So I guess that's the best way to set it up. So when we walk in there, I can honestly say I have never seen... As much hair, as much harnesses, and I don't even know if some had bottoms on or not. Let me put it that way. But we had the best time ever. I have to say I was more comfortable around the bears than I have been in the past around some of the high-maintenance queens. That's a good way to put it. Yes. Because they're just accepting. They don't care. They're just... They had a good time laughing and playing with us, not playing, but having a good, no, I can't even say having a good time with us. Like we were dancing and just the energy was crazy and just fun. When we got to the club, we made our way back to the section upstairs that hosts the drag queen show. And you went to get a table for us or try to find a table while the three of us got drinks. Because I could already tell it was going to be packed. Yeah. So we walk in there. Most of these guys are pretty good size. Like I say at 5'8", I felt like a midget. In amongst this group, there were some big guys. And I said, Kimmy should be easy to see. She'll be the only female, you know, blonde mohawk sticking out. Even your date was a pretty good sized guy and he couldn't see over the crowd to find you. So we made our way back to the corner and actually ran into you. You managed to get us a table snagged up. Yep. I had people like holding the table for me and I was bouncing around, throwing my hands up like, here I am. <laughs> now, if we're to offer any advice on pushing a date forward, I would have to say, make the intent known or start flirting or Start putting things out there. This couple's experienced mm -hmm. and have been around, so it didn't take long for us to start pairing off together. She sat in my lap, and you crawled over on his, and 
started advancing things a little bit. So after we had had enough of the drag show, because it went on for hours, yeah. we went downstairs. We ended up making our way to the dance floor. Now, I've probably said before, you just gave me a look. I am white as hell and can't dance worth a flying fuck. So we got out there, and that's one thing we always say about this place when we do go there, is the music is badass enough that even if you are white and can't dance, you can get out there and move and bounce a little bit to it where you don't look totally out of place. So while we're on the dance floor, you had paired up with the other husband, and I'd paired up with the wife, and we were dancing. And as we are dancing and grinding and making out a little bit, this group of guys comes through exiting the dance floor. Well, one of them stopped and was admiring you ladies, dressed up and looking all killer, and commented on that. And he turns to you and says, oh, is this your husband, the guy that's grinding on you? And you point across, and you're like, no, that one's my husband. And the girl that I'm with said the same thing. She said, no, that guy belongs to me. And the guy was kind of taken aback for a minute and was like, oh, okay, well, y'all keep on keeping on then. Well, and then his other guy, his other friend was like, you guys are awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> well, the wife of the couple, she was kind of surprised that when we were up at the drag show, how many of the guys were stopping and openly hitting on me. Yeah, you're in a gay bar. That, that's going to happen. And you weren't freaked out by it because we've been there so many yeah. times. Actually, I was flirting with one trying to get the harness he had made. Yeah. He had this badass leather harness with feathers. And I was like, maybe if I flirt enough, he'll let me wear that or have it. But I didn't get me anywhere. I got to work on my game. <laughs> my gay. Um. <laughs> I did laugh, though, when we were exiting the dance floor. Your date got accosted by a group of guys that was built similar to him. And they're like, hey, big daddy. I'm like, oh, he's getting some action, babe. You better watch out. Yep. I was glad that he was so comfortable with it because I was kind of worried because he's kind of a quieter person anyways. A lot of people would be uncomfortable. And so you really have to be comfortable in your sexuality to be I, a straight guy full of. Uh... <laughs> I have to say, though, that that was a bit of a overload. You know, even when they told me what was going on, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know if we need to go through this. And you girls were like, fuck, yeah, let's go. But it was definitely a masculine energy. And that was one thing I brought up to you, that the sexual energy, even in a situation like that, is different than a lifestyle club. Yeah. You can almost feel it at times. Even yeah. being straight, you're like, oh, it's just, you know, this is a different energy than what's portrayed at uh, the lifestyle or vanilla clubs. Yeah. Well, after we left that bar, we kind of needed to deprogram the sound for a minute, I guess you could say. So we went to a little rooftop down the way, and it was interesting because we got drinks, and we were all just sitting there kind of laughing and talking about the adventure we had just had and then the husband looked at me and was like are you guys ready to go back to the hotel and it was just like pretty chill about it like we were just like yeah let's go sometimes when you set up the play you get awkward like it just gets weird you know and this one wasn't it was just like yep yeah, let's go we were all adults we knew what we were going for and you and I had already mentioned that we were interested in this couple and had that talk and we had said okay if they proposition us are we in if they don't, are we going to pursue it? So you and I were both already on board going into this. There was no, oh, we need to talk about it. We we knew what we're there for. If all that we did was go have dinner with them and that's where they wanted to stop, that was fine. But we had, we had established that we were going to push it forward. Also, the four of us knew what was going to go down later, I felt like. So our adult beverages were kept at a very minimum. I think I drank the most out of the group, and I asked you, did it look like I was an alcoholic? Because I felt like everybody else was really limiting, and I didn't drink that many, but I might have been one or two up at each place than the rest of y'all. So I was kind of worried that I was looking like the amateur there. No, I mean, I had my shit in check, so that's, that's what I always say. If, if you're going to do this and want to be an adult about it, be prepared. Like, I don't even think we finished our drink on the rooftop, because the minute he said that, we set our drinks down and walked off. We were like, let's go. We don't really need a kiss and tell on this scenario. 
Nope. But it was a good experience. And I think after some of our failures on the cruise and maybe even some lackluster couples plays we've had, this one was really a home run for us. I do want to say one thing, though, about the play is that typically you start penetration before me, where this time I started it before you with him. And I kind of caught you off guard a little bit because you were like, oh, wait a minute, because him and I had such a connection that we were like raring to go because we then anticipation had been building. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. And that's one thing that I liked about it that right off the bat, I'm like, okay, his shit's working. He's being nice to her. She's into him. There's all my problems solved right there. Yep. And that's not always the case. You know, sometimes the couples we're with, there's one or two issues, you yep. know, two issues out of four that are, don't make it as good for you as it should. The other thing is we all were pretty damn compatible in bed. Yeah. I think she and I fucked on every piece of furniture in the room, which is cool. You and him took the bed and we started there and Ended up on the we couch. booted you out of the way. And then went to the chair and went back to the couch and went to the bed. I think y'all were finished and we were actually laying on y'all fucking there at yep. the end. Yep. Which was kind of unique. Uh, like I said, y'all finished and we're like, oh, we're still kind of going. But talking about y'all f- starting before us, I didn't feel the need to have to pop it off right then either. No. And we weren't like, all right, hurry up, you know, because we were just enjoying watching you guys and enjoying our conversation. And I think going back, you know, I hear guys say, well, I can't perform if an another guy's in there or whatever. And I'm just like, y'all were done. And we were <laughs> laying across y'all's legs and but, just going at it. But you weren't worried about, I mean, you were aware of what we were doing, but you weren't like, oh, I got to keep pace. They're, they're done with their oral. So I've got to hurry up and get done. You know, like you were like, I'm in my moment and I'm enjoying this and I'm watching what they're doing also. I think at one point when we first started with the actual sex, you were like, oh, because I saw you kind of look up like, you know, like, oh, it, like I said, it caught you off guard. And she made the comment. She was like, oh, I don't get very many guys that really enjoy eating pussy and love this. And so you were like, oh, going back down. <laughs> so you were just taking your time. And, you know, it wasn't it was a good mix. Like it was a good vibe with all of us. Without tooting my own horn, she apologized that she didn't listen to our podcast. And I'm like, that's fine. She's actually a former podcaster herself. But what was funny is when she and I were taking a break and watching y'all and getting a drink, she was like, I will definitely give you a five-star Uber rating. And I'm like, she hasn't listened to our podcast, but she's going back to that joke that I made last summer at the pool party that someone because else said. Because everyone was doing it. It's so but funny. But she, she, didn't, she didn't know of it. I mean, that's the yeah. deal. She hasn't listened to the podcast, and she made that comment. Wait, and I'm like, what? We have sex with people that are not podcast listeners? Oh, my goodness. That would blow some podcasters' mind. How else are they going to get ass if they don't yep, count exactly. their shit? Anyway, I'm not going to get on that topic. Anyways. I got to say, the thing I like most about it is when we're all done, there's always that awkwardness of, do I get out quick? Am I splitting the scene? We all laid there in bed for probably another 30 or 40 minutes and just kind of talked. It wasn't Yeah, a, we were drinking we're, yeah. water and just, what do you guys got going on tomorrow? And You make that comment that it is hard to nail down a four-way connection sometime, but when you do, and it's a good one, hey, it's it's amazing. Yeah. And this was definitely a, you know, one of our better experiences. Yes, exactly. Well, we were talking about balancing our lives a little more. So let's kind of talk how we've been doing that. So part of why we have been absent from the podcast scene, and I just made fancy little air quotes here, even though you can't see them, is we've gotten back into the car scene. And I'll make the air quotes once again. That's one thing we've said before. We're into music and hot rods and food, and we've kind of got away from that. And I wouldn't say it was because of the podcast. I'll, I'll take a lot of the blame that sometimes... I'm such an addictive personality that I get locked in on one thing and we don't do anything else for a year. We've been ate up with a lifestyle for the yeah. last bunch well, of years. I literally had to sit out there and I was tanning, but I was like, work on your car. Get, do those headlights because you're reconstructing your headlights. <laughs> yeah, we committed to the, our car show in Austin. 
So I was wanting to make some changes to it. And my buddy got it out of the shop. I was doing a little minor work to it. And you really busted my ass to make some changes before the car show. What was crazy is I was devoting so much time to the car that we actually turned down two really hot dates that we had been wanting been to hook up with. trying to hook up yeah. with, but we just, we had to, I mean. Yeah. The car would never get anything done if, if all that we did was keep doing dates. Those that reached out for dates, we apologize and we're available now. Yep. Reach out again. <laughs> just make sure I'm not working on the car that weekend. <laughs> we went to a couple car shows, but the one down in Austin that we hit it, we go every year actually, but it was the Lone Star Roundup one. And it's dubbed the best damn car show on the planet for yes. a reason. Yes. Originally, we thought it was going to be down due to COVID, but there was still three to 4,000 cars Saturday. This is not a small event. It literally takes over a full fairgrounds, and they have cars stacked on top of cars. It's so packed. And surprisingly, our children, our adult children, called us up and like, hey, we're going to the car show with you. <laughs> oh, crap. I guess we got to get a bigger place to stay. We used to have to force them to go when they were kids, but now that they're out on their own, they wanted to go with us, which yep. was a fun experience. Uh, our kids are Adults. mostly of legal drinking age now. Yes. The boys on the teetering on the edge of it. Don't bitch at me about giving my 20-year-old son a beer. He's responsible and wasn't driving, so he partook in a few adult beverages. And then we had a friend, a lifestyle friend, that actually showed up to hang out with us, so that was gr- I'm glad he came out to see us. And our kids loved him. He's he's a handful, and we warned our kids, said, man, this guy's high energy, so hold on. And our kids, when he left, like, that guy's fun. It's good you can move in with him. <laughs> He actually ended up coming back to our condo we rented later that night. We did a couple bar crawls and dinner. And, and he, he went to a concert. Went to see Bon Jovi and then came out and was amped up from the Bon Jovi concert. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, the kids just stayed up. They wanted to hear what was going on. and. Well, I'm kind of proud of myself. I've won my first street race in my car. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I'm proud of that. It was the funniest thing ever. That's so, all I can say. So me and her and the boy went to Austin Speed Shop's open house, and they had a couple live bands and free beer and food. And so as we're pulling out, getting ready to head back on the highway there in Austin, this really nice souped-up charger pulls up beside me, and he's gunning his engine. We got the windows down, listening to some Elvis or something. And I told them, I said, watch this. I'm going to race this car. And y'all are like, oh, don't freaking do it. So the light turns green, and I punch it. I get about four or five car lengths, and this car comes ripping by me. I mean, pipe screaming, tires squealing. So we make the curve. Y'all are holding on for dear life. We come up the stoplight, and we're all just laughing. And I yell over the car beside me. I said, man, I knew I had a couple feet on you before you got me. So these guys didn't realize it, weren't realizing we're racing again. But I hammer it when the light turns green, and I hear them coming, and they go blowing past us. And as they blow past us, we're all screaming and laughing. It starts shucking parts out of the bottom of the car. It was like flashing sparks underneath. And I'm like, what in the world? And I'm like, um, there, there's parts flying off. So as you said, it, it was shelling parts out the bottom. And one of them bounced past us into a parking lot. So we whipped in there and went to pick it up. And you said, what is that? I said, I think it's like a spring pocket or something. I can't really tell. And it was too damn hot to pick up. So we kicked it over. And I said, that's actually the crank pulley. And you yeah. said, is that important? I said, yeah, it like drives the water pump. And the old, I said, it's an important part of the engine. You're like, how the fuck did that fall off? Yeah. So the, one of the guys comes walking around. And I'm like, uh, here's your crank pulley. And he starts laughing. He said, yeah, I told that jackass he's going to tear that car up racing that hard. And you're like, uh, his belt's out there in traffic. I tried to walk out in the highway and get it, but almost got hit. Yeah. I was like, you can go back and get it if you want it. It's intact. <laughs> he might have beat me, but uh, I got to drive home that night. So I'm going to put that when the wind column for us. <laughs> Yep, I agree on that one. We know a lot of the people from the uh, Street Outlaws or a group of them. And I'm going to say I'm going to get mine on the list now. I'll have the first 35-second <laughs> car. I got to say, though, a 35-second eighth mile, I could probably almost run that on foot, though. That's not <laughs> nothing to brag about. 
It was definitely a fun weekend. Let me say that. I love the car shows, so I'm super excited we're doing them again. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're getting some diversity in our life and getting back into it because it's something we've missed. And sometimes you can get so wrapped up with the lifestyle, especially with meet and greets and parties and pool parties. It just it feels good to get back to who we were. Yeah. We're not one-dimensional by any means, and we've definitely been one-dimensional lately. While we're back on the topic of lifestyle stuff, we have been doing some local events here. We've been committing to staying closer to the house. There's a group in Dallas now called the Pineapple Playdate that we've been involving ourselves with and hitting a lot of their events. And I have to say, they are doing some really classy, off-the-wall stuff that we've enjoyed. And I think that they're mixing lifestyle and kind of a kink, lifestyle kink, kind of together. They do... They do a lot of different little meet and greets, a lot of little classes. They had a wax play. They've had flogging, ropes, you know, like educating some of the lifestyle people that maybe are interested in that stuff and they're teaching them, you know, and doing opportunities like that. Well, why don't you give a lowdown on, on a couple of the events we've attended recently? So some of the events that we have gone to, we've gone to little meet and greets. They have a little bar that they use that's a little slink, swinky. Shit, can't even say it. Swanky. Swanky. A little swanky bar that kind of looks like a New Orleans feel to it. Your accent just I, took that whole section over. <laughs> there are certain words that my accent comes in well, flaring. I, I like your swanky, so keep going. <laughs> yep. We had a good time. We met a lot of people. We meet a lot of different groups every event that we go to of theirs. So another event that they had was at Colette's. And they took over the VIP room, and it was packed in there. And it was one of the guys' birthdays, and so they took Cool Whip and were had a line of females, and they were pouring the Cool Whip on there, and then the birthday boy would lick it off of them. Um, I did not get in the line because I did not want to be sticky, but it was pretty cool. And then another event, they've done it a couple times. The ladies go and meet up at their place, and they do a wine tasting, and then the men go off-site and do a dinner. So at the last wine and dinner mixer we went to, the females took a bunch of pictures and we were all getting, feeling good and loose from our wine and stuff. One of the girls brought up a request for us to discuss as a topic. And at first I was kind of like, eh, I don't know that I want to touch that topic. But over the last month, some of the stuff that we have seen online and stuff, I feel like we should discuss it. So what is the topic we're going to discuss today? I'm just going to prep it with this. She asked about drama and toxic people in the lifestyle and why do we allow them in the lifestyle and why do we allow them in our groups? And so basically she, she said in her situation, her new husband's ex, they were all in the lifestyle, but the ex is going around to other lifestyle people, starting drama, saying things, and actually to the point where the ex has a actually called the police saying that their children are unsafe because they're in the lifestyle and has tried outing them at their work, just a lot of stuff like that. And so at first I was, like I said, I, I was kind of iffy about touching this subject, but the more you and I talked about it, we decided we could do this and hopefully you guys let us know back your thoughts on this subject. So that's a good topic. Let's talk about why we tolerate people that are drama in the lifestyle. I don't know that we can answer this right now. I think that we're going to have to discuss this because it's kind of a gray and fine line. Yeah, there is no black and white on this. Let's start off. I think that we need to understand that there's a difference between drama and toxic people. 
Why don't you elaborate? I don't exactly know where you're going with this. Well, for me, I believe drama people start gossip. They start junk that they don't care about the outcome of what they're actually starting or what their turmoil they're putting out there. They're more petty. They're insecure or jealous. Ultimately, for me, I think they're unhappy in their life. And so that's why they're doing the drama to get a reaction. Okay. So now what do you mean? a toxic person then? I think that toxic people usually do stuff that deflamates others. They truly want to hurt others, such as outing people. They call the police. They're very vindictive people. They're bullies and they're abusive to the people that they're going after. So drama people are just kind of, that's a personality trait. So I think that in response to this female's question, the ex she's dealing with, I would say is more of a toxic person in the lifestyle. So this isn't just a personality trait that they like the drama, but they're out to physically hurt or affect somebody's well-being, whether that's financially or emotionally, whatever. This isn't just a, a passing thing. Yeah. I will say this because we have seen a lot of these different scenarios uh, since we've been in the lifestyle and any, I mean, this can be towards anything in your life, but I'm just, you know, thinking more lifestyle. I think that sometimes you get so caught up in the drama that you forget to see the both sides of it. And if you're closer to the person that's putting out the drama, you're going to take that and run because you're going to go with your friend and believe the drama. I'm going to jump in and say that drama in the lifestyle is probably worse than drama in your personal life because people kind of feel like they have something to gain from it Yeah, and that, that you're kind of coast on that level, much like the work environment, your work environment drama is much more serious than your personal life stuff. Typically work environment, people are looking for financial gain or to get you in trouble. I'd say with the lifestyle, that's probably the same. Sometimes you can pick out the, just the drama starters and we'll kind of talk about that later on a little more. Let's double down on this and start talking about some of the examples we've seen over our jaded history here. All right. This is going to be interesting. So, uh, so luckily we have no sponsors to make happy. Yeah, that's right. Let's talk about things we've seen. One of the main things I have seen in the lifestyle is it's always asked, who are you to tell others how to in the lifestyle? And this, this could be podcasters telling their opinion on how to be in the lifestyle, oh, what they oh, think. Slinging some dirt. It can, I mean, and I, we've seen it bisexual women telling uh, other people that I'm not bi because I'm situational or I'm not this, I'm not that, you know, like I'm not a label. Like, who are you to tell me how to be in the lifestyle? The lifestyle is open to all different opinions and intakes. It's how you want to be. There's no swingers Bible, so it's really all open for interpretation. I would say there are some basic guidelines, just human decency guidelines you could follow, but there's no written in stone tablets no. that define how we're supposed to do the lifestyle. So with that said, everybody's lifestyle is going to be a different view. It's going it, to be a different journey because it just depends on where you're at in your journey and how you're feeling. I'd seen that example online this week, actually, that someone had mentioned that they had a rule that they don't do the same person more than three times and no interaction outside of that. Well, this person mentioned that them and their spouse had a threesome with a person multiple times they were cool with it but now the spouse is constantly messaging the other one he said they start off their day with good morning beautiful how are you doing which goes against their no communication rule now a lot of people kind of came to the person's defense and said you know if this is 
literally a rule you've discussed that you don't do it more than three times and you're allowing it. Okay, good for you for moving on. But if you have a rule that says no communication and they're doing this, then that person's in the wrong. I have a tendency to lean towards that opinion. Now, someone else popped up and said, well, here's my opinion. Sexy talk is part of the lifestyle. And if you're not comfortable with your spouse doing that, then you need to get out. In my opinion to him, I didn't say it. I kept my mouth shut for once. For once. <laughs> for once. But my opinion was like, you are telling them how to live their lifestyle. Yeah. If, if you're it, fine with that, cool, more power to you. But that they've literally said this is their rule. So it yeah. should be abided by. Well, and I think that they need to, the three of them need to do some communication and maybe adjust a rule or adjust what the feelings are. You know, like, is he just saying good morning, sexy? Maybe they need to kind of discuss that a little bit further on why it's bothering him or is this going to be a hard rule? We're not going to change this. You know, like they need to look at the situation that they're in right now. Because we've said a lot of times things happen, you progress, you regress, you change. So communications definitely need to be happening right now in that. We could look at that in a real world environment. You could go to KB and be like, look, I don't like you communicating with Lee via Facebook. I want it to all be in person. Now, if she chooses to do that anyway, then she has the risk of not playing with us. Well, and we, that's happened with some of the guys reach out to me and I just don't respond. I don't acknowledge them. And I'm like, nope, it's not going to happen. You know, our rules, you're trying to go around rule. them. Yeah. And that, that goes between you and I's communication. Yes. You, if you do that constantly, it's going to cause problems with us that either cause a fight or us to get out. We don't want to do either of those. So we abide by our own rules. You and I've talked a lot about the lifestyle is a give and take. You allow me to sleep with other people. The give part is you have rules or boundaries that I need to stay within. If I can't do those, then I'm not allowed to do the extra. It's pretty simple to me at times. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's talk about another one. Are you starting drama just to cover up shit in your life? And I say we see this a lot. More than we care to. Yes. I, I don't even know where to go with this one. There's, we've seen so much bullshit. Yeah. I think sometimes in the lifestyle, people come into it to fix their marriage or to um, maybe they're into something and they want to try something else, but their spouse isn't into it. They're still... Can I, can I stop you there? Yeah. One, one common one that I've seen is people saying, my husband cheated on me. So instead of him cheating, we get in the lifestyle. Ugh. Now, two different ways to look at that. If they get in the lifestyle and they develop better communication and can find a play where she's content with whatever he's doing and knows about it, that's one thing. But then if he's just out there still just banging and she still has this resentment or unresolved feelings of being cheated on, then that's not a fix. Yeah. That's a band-aid on a bullet hole. I think that that drama definitely, when that drama shows up, it definitely is showing the cracks in the foundation. Definitely showing cracks that you are not aware of or you are aware of and you're trying to cover them. We might have been more worried about cheating or running off with others when we first got in this, but we also realized real fast it, it does happen, but it's not something we had to worry about. Yeah. When we found out how open sexuality could be, takes all the blinders off stuff. Yeah, There's, exactly. And we're often amazed when we hear about a husband that ran off with another wife within the lifestyle or, you know, in open marriages. It's like, why? Yeah. All right. Another, another drama or toxic situation we have seen. Why run other people down to cock block? And I know when I wrote this down, you were like, what? But this has happened to us. You want to tell the story on that? We actually set up a LS trip to go to San Antonio and... And one of the couples went to the other 
couples and told them that I'm not bi, so not to waste their time, that we don't play. When we had the intentions of playing with everyone that was on the trip, and we were miserable that trip because we, they clock blocked us. Yeah, we were ostracized, for lack of a better term. We were the outcast of the group, and we put this fucking trip together. And it was a, I mean, we knew that there was going to be play and we thought we'd be playing with all the couples or everyone would be playing together. Like we had all these different scenarios it could have been and they cock blocked us. But the bad part is they weren't trying to hook up with us. No. It, it makes no sense what other than just starting shit, why they would do that. Well, no, one step further on kind of this, this topic that we've seen, we've also seen it where people will start drama. If they've played with someone, they don't want anyone else to play with them. So we see that a lot, too. They caught block it by protecting their prey, basically. Yeah, yeah. But they don't want to play with that person again. Like, So another thing that we've seen, people that like drama, we've noticed that they like the toxic people in the lifestyle because it hides what they're going through or what their little drama is. They feed off the toxic people. This may be weird, but I've actually been reading a self-help book on quantum physics and how it relates to love and your environment and one thing it said is it goes back to that the energy you put out is the energy you attract and if you've noticed really toxic people will have their little herd of sheep that can't think for themselves and they will all share the same brain basically in the same wavelength whether that's good or bad positive successful people run together bottom feeders that have nothing and want to scorn everybody else run together there's a reason for that you attract the energy you put out now with that said i mean human nature is to have a little bit of drama because it does crease your, your blood a little bit. You, you know, you're going to like it a little bit. Some people want to hear people doing bad. I mean, look how popular tabloid yeah. ma- tabloid magazines were through the years. Look at TMZ. People want to hear when others aren't succeeding. Nobody wants to cheer and raise people up. It, you know, it, it's always easier to drag them down to your level. Yeah. So some of my thoughts are, why do we enable the drama or toxic people? Why don't we shut them down? Kind of like I just said, some people like to hear of others failing rather than succeeding. There's a lot more people that rather see you fail than succeed. I can think of an example. Recently, we kind of reconnected with someone we had met before and had a pretty good connection. And she literally told us, she said, I know people that when we get together with them out of the blue, they'll say, do you know Lee and Kimmy? And she's like, yeah. And they start, well, those assholes, blah, 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 blah. And she said, I will literally stop them and have and say, look, they were fantastic to me when I was with my first husband. They supported me through my divorce. They are fantastic to me now with my new boyfriend. She's like, you can just stop your story right there. I'd have to say a true friend is someone that will defend you in your absence rather than talking shit about you. Yeah. And how, how much easier would it for her have been just to be like, ooh, what has Lee and Kim done? Yeah. And she just, just said, she's like, I didn't even care to hear about it because y'all have never been anything but super to me. On the flip side of that, though, we've had some past friends that we were admins in a group and it went around that we needed to kick them out because the husband was abusive to the wife. We knew them personally, like where we brought our families around. We immediately shut it down because we had no evidence. We asked them what evidence they had. Tell me the proof you have. Did you physically see this? Do you know? Have you seen marks on her? Because we have nothing. We've been around them more than you. Without our doubt, it was a no to us. So we shut that down. Years later, it came back that we didn't shut it down. And we were like, no, we shut it. Like there was nothing. We weren't going to pass it along or acknowledge it in any way because we thought it, we'd shut it down. Yeah, I was going back through some old text messages where I literally messaged these other people and said, look, if you know me and Kimmy based on our character, 
we 100% would not be around somebody that has spousal abuse. You've been a victim of spouse abuse from your first husband. Yes. So you're extra sensitive to that. And like I say, I, I was never physically abusive to my first wife, but I was probably an asshole at times and have grown from it. It goes back to that. That's an energy I do not want to be around. And that's what I told them. If we felt even a smidgen that he was abusing her, they would 100% not be in our circle. If I get any kind of vibe like that, I'm I'm out. I won't be. I won't spend time with them. We have a no bullshit on spouse abuse. That's one thing we we cut cut bait on real quick. But I mean, on the flip side, you know, like if we if we were the big drama people that everyone likes to say, we would have just passed it along, you know. And so we did the right thing by shutting it down, just like our other friend. She shut it shuts down the rumors when they come to her about us. Another thought that I have on this topic is. People taking sides, but they have no skin in the game, but they want to express their thoughts, especially behind a keyboard. Oh, you got to love the keyboard warriors. Yes. Now, you brought up a fact that when we were moderators of a group, and I meant to jump in there, in my opinion, that was the worst decision we ever made was being admins or moderators of a group. Never again. No. You, you would be surprised how different people treat you just because you have a Facebook page or a group. And you get stuck in a lot of drama. Actually, the owner of the Pineapple Playdate and I were talking about it. And he said the text messages he gets from people saying, you need to kick this person out. And he says, why? Because I don't like them. And one time they were mean to me at a party or something. And he's like, this is childish elementary crap. Yeah. And, and that goes back to it's just drama and it's just a personality conflict. We had people in our group that I absolutely didn't like, but the rest of the group did. You know, we've been banished from groups or, you know, excluded from groups because somebody didn't like us, but, you know, other people did. We said that wasn't our first personal fishing hole. If, if the rest of the group likes them and they're in good standing, they're welcome in. Now, with that said, they're not our kind of people or our personalities we click with, but they're still welcome at our group and parties. Well, and that's the thing. That's what the lifestyle is supposed to be about is you have variety. You can't just base it off one person, what they're saying. So getting back to the keyboard warriors, uh, about a year ago, I had a mental health lapse and spouted off some shit about a former friend of ours that burnt us really bad. Now, just putting it uh, best way we can, the split of this friendship was basically like a divorce. So we took it really hard. Uh, these were literally some of the best friends we thought we'd ever had, and it turned out otherwise. Now, by my own fault, said some shit online about them that I shouldn't have. And the next day, came to my senses and took it down. Now, they have a group as well and did some uh, retaliation through their group, not directly towards me, not through phone, not through text, but via their group. That's fine. I deserve that. and I'll, I'll own that. But the part that really pissed me off is I was getting screenshots of people that had never met us of shit they were saying about us. That was bad. You know, these people couldn't pick us out of a lineup. The other thing is people that we included in our group and our parties that we had been nothing but nice to saying bad shit. And I, I they were saying bad shit. And then that same weekend, they were like, oh, hey, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I brought that up that, uh, at, you know, what happened? You know, one of these guys was on the cruise and came back and was trying to kiss my ass. And you're like, don't drop them. Don't hit them. Which, you know, that would just basically <laughs> prove their point. But again, it, it's one thing to talk shit behind a keyboard. We, but you did apologize for it. Yeah, I did. And I apologized to the person in person. First time I'd seen him in probably three years. He walked up and I said, uh, are you wanting to fight or are you want to talk? And he said, well, I don't want my ass whipped. And I said, okay, then I'm going to come to you with my hat in my hand and say, I made a big fuck up. I'm not proud of what I said online. Uh, it's really one of the most embarrassing things I've done. I mean, I say stupid shit all the time, but this was downright uh, venomous. 
So I am, I'm not proud of who I was, but I apologize to him in person. He and I had a good talk and he literally started crying. I said, I said that because y'all hurt us so bad. And he said, we did not realize where it was coming from. So we're, we'll, we'll never be friends with him like we were, or probably even really friends. But, you know, it, it felt good to clear the air and, you know, man to man. The other people that were talking shit, man, they're still on my blacklist. It, it'll come around to them one day. Karma's a bitch. Yep. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, Since I'm getting fired up, you can see the veins yep. in my head sticking out. Well, and you don't want me to get going. So let's move on. Let's give an example and my thoughts on toxic people. I have a good example of this. We were running with a group and the people's house that we were at these girls were fighting over who's going to sleep with who kind of just nonsense drama. The owners of the house that were in the middle of this drama called the police. To people at their own party. Took people out of their own party naked because it was just stupid drama. Took them to the curb, called the police, had them arrested. They lost their professional job because you can't have a arrest on their record. And... It was literally the dumbest drama. And these people were very toxic. They did a lot of stuff like that to hurt other people. They definitely hurt these people financially. They hurt them families, like everything. Can you imagine having to explain why you were arrested? Because you're at this naked party trying to have sex with someone and the other person's jealous. Now, funny thing, the last three stories we've covered, and I think about the people involved, all of these are different people, but they are all running the same crowd and are very tight. Yeah. It kind of goes back to that like energies attract each other. And it's hard when you're friends with them because you want to believe the good. And that's what sometimes it's hard to see the toxic because you just think it's drama until you sit back and you realize they're really out to hurt these other people. Oh, and some people are so good at spinning their own narrative yes. that where you think, man, they're, they're getting fucked over. And again, it comes back to, you know, like we're saying here. The problems that uh, the people we've mentioned, they're the common denominator in literally all the bad stories we have. Yeah. Another thought that I have is, and this is a big one, public breakup drama. Yeah. Unfortunately, lifestyle marriages we consider stronger than the normal marriage, but it's real life. There are divorces in the lifestyle. Now, what happens through that divorce is usually a good indicator of the people involved as well as their friends. For me, I'm just going to say this because we could talk about this as a whole topic is my best advice is don't take sides. Don't make your friends take sides. Don't jump on the bashing bandwagon. Just let it be. Because in the lifestyle, how many times can you say that someone breaks up and then they get back together within the next six months and then you have all this drama and built up feelings. So just let it be. Let them sort out their stuff. We learned that in the car club scene. We had some that were together and then split up and they were demanding everybody take sides and then people take sides and turn it against the other and then they get back together and you're like oh fuck now i look like an idiot with that group some of the lifestyle breakups we've seen recently we hate to see anybody break up but they've literally come on and said look we've had 20 good years of marriage we're just not making it anymore we're going our separate ways please be friends with both of us and support both of us yeah. Oh my God, that's it's still heartbreaking to see anybody break up, but that's a nice way to go about it. But then you see the others saying, that son of a bitch was beating me for 20 years. And it's like, okay, then why were you on Facebook every week talking about how great he was? Yeah. I think just try to stay out of it. Try to, you know, take the high road when it comes to those issues on the dramas that we see are club versus club, group versus group. A lot of that's just nonsense drama, but you'll have one toxic person in that group 
that you could probably pick out that's just feeding it. Let's all just encourage each other. John from Colette said it best when he said there's enough people in the Dallas area or Houston area or New Orleans that there's cause for multiple clubs. Yes. Well, and different crowds go to each one. So that's that's what you want. You want enough opportunity to be in the lifestyle. It's like fast food places. Not everybody likes McDonald's. Somebody like, may like Burger King more. That's why there's literally a different type of fast food on every corner. Different strokes for different folks. Another thing we see is some of the, I'm going to say this is a toxic person example. When they try to blacklist someone from the groups or the, that, that's more of a toxic person would do that. Because the drama is petty or the blacklist, that's toxic. I don't want to tear too deep into that, but the one that I spouted off online with, they had another person that kind of stepped in and replaced us as their friends, and they did the same thing to them and kind of ended up blacklisting them. Now, while we were at the club uh, that we mentioned earlier, he came up to us and said, uh, yeah, I see the situation y'all were in now because we're in it. It's like, well, you know, you keep going back to that common denominator and negative energy. That's what happens. Yep, Exactly. All right. Another thing that I we have witnessed or seen is people telling us what our rules or boundaries are between us, especially with me not identifying as anything as I identify as chemisexual. So we have literally had someone tell us, oh, no, you really are bi or you're not bi or we've had people you were getting a blowjob by someone and I knew about it. We say we play together, but we know our boundaries and rules. You were getting a blowjob. I knew about it, but they came to tell me you were cheating on me. We've seen it where people try to tell people they shouldn't be going in the other room with that person. Well, you don't know what they've talked about, the spouses. It's not your job to interject your rules and boundaries into another couple's journey. Okay, you and I haven't discussed this, but I've actually seen this on a forum recently. Let's say we had a single male that we wanted to play with. And well, let's look, let's look at our date to collect that time. Let's say that he popped up and said, Hey, I have permission from my wife to play with you guys. And we wanted to play with them. Where would we proceed from there? Would you check in with her or not? I would. I've seen both sides of it. And a lot of people were saying, Hey, that's on his own reconnaissance. If he wants to say that and it's true or not, that's up to him. We're going to play with them. I think we would err on the side of, Hey, can we get her on FaceTime or call her right quick? Just yeah, to make it's sure. Not, and it's just. Two seconds that way. For us, if we're going to play with someone, we enjoy them um, as friends too, where we want to hang out with them again. We hardly just do a one night stand hookup with someone randomly. So if we know a couple and the husband's saying, I can play with you, I'm going to double check with the wife. Not that I'm checking on, just being like, hey, we're going to go play. Do you want us to FaceTime you while we play? Is it okay if we don't? If we just play with him, we'll grab you next time. Like, I'm just going to check in that way. We've seen girls do that. We have a joint Facebook account, and I'll be chatting with a girl, and it'll start getting a little serious, and she'll be like, oh, is Kimmy fine with this? Now, you'll message on the same thread I'm posting off of, or same account, and say, yeah, this is Kimmy. I'm fine with it. But they could literally ask you the same question in person and make sure, and 100% of the time, it's going to be you. There are those girls that'll be like, hey, is this fine with your wife because we're getting a little hot and heavy here. Yeah. I would say for the most part, most people know the difference in the way I say stuff and the way you say stuff. So <laughs> you're like, Hey baby, let me lick that ass. They're like, that's <laughs> They're not Kimmy. Like, that is not Kimmy in any way. <laughs> <laughs> She's not playing around. She's not catfishing me. Yep. Well, I know that we can talk about this for hours because there's so many different examples of drama and toxic people. Unfortunately there is, it should be pretty cut and dried. Not necessarily easy, but man, you think uh, human decency and, just general manners would take over in a lot of these situations. Yeah, I agree. 
Drama, I think, is always going to be there. We can cut it down, but it will always be there. Toxic people, I personally have an issue with toxic people. We just said you can. we can cut it down. I think that would be a take-home message is do your part to minimize some of this bullshit. Take yourself out of the situation. If someone's talking bad, be the leader of the group. Just stand up and say, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't want the negative energy. For me, I think the takeaway should be own your part in the drama. Live your lifestyle. Others don't need to approve your choices in the bedroom. Don't let people define your journey. I think uh, avoid the drama as much as possible. And the toxic people will fade out because those people that are in this for the right reasons will disassociate them over time and they will be exposed for being toxic. That's kind of what I think. I don't think I could have said that any better myself. Sometimes I'm amazed that I come up with something smart. I am amazed by you. You're an amazing person. Yeah. So with that, everyone, let's go for the Thank you for listening. Please reach out to us and let us know your thoughts. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SwinginFlamin1. We are on Instagram as Swinging Flamingos. We can also be found on Facebook as Swinging Flamingo Podcast. Be sure and check out all the other great shows on Full Swap Radio. And be sure and grab our sexy merch available on FullSwapShop.com. And as always, let's go Flamingo! Flamingo!